0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to the twelve apostles, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, For nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father and even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I will also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword, For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
1: In the name of the one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Preparing my sermon for today has been quite a journey. My usual sermon prep process goes something like this. Two or three weeks before I am scheduled to preach, I read the appointed readings. I read them and I pray them, asking God to open my heart to his message. After that, the texts begin to enter my thoughts on a daily basis. And throughout my days, I pay attention to where the reading is showing up in everyday life. Usually after the first reading, I feel I feel something. I might find a little nugget, hear the Holy Spirit whispering in my ear. But when I read today's appointed readings for the first time, all I heard were crickets, radio silence. Not one of the readings was speaking to me, but I reluctantly read the readings a few times over the course of the next several days and kept having the same experience. And I finally said to God out loud, and I am not kidding, I said, God, what the heck am I going to say? I have nothing here. (laughs) And God spoke back. And God said, yes, you do. But do you want to say it? Do you want to face the message? It finally became apparent to me why I was feeling stuck. I was personally very challenged by the Gospel reading for today, more so than any other text as of late. In Matthew today, we hear very unsettling words from Jesus. He says, Do not think I have come to bring peace to earth? I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. What? I mean, where is my warm, fuzzy Jesus that makes me feel good? My kumbaya Jesus that's like, you're doing great. Yes, everything we're doing is awesome as Christians. I wasn't, that wasn't what he was saying. And Jesus continues. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Jesus is very explicit here about what is required of those who follow him. I found myself identifying with Jeremiah and the Psalmist today as they lamented over the challenges and difficulties of their call. I found myself asking God, why do I have to love God more than my children, my husband, my family? And the question that really got me was, do I love God more than my children, my husband? And my family. So I wanted to skip right over this reading for today and not have to face the hard truth, the truth about discipleship, which it's not always easy. Discipleship is challenging. Discipleship means putting God and Christ first in our lives. Discipleship is taking up the cross, a cross that stands for God's kingdom a kingdom that is countercultural to today. And yes, discipleship can lead to chaos and conflict and division in one's life. Discipleship makes us take an honest look at our commitment to Christ and the good news, even when the news isn't so good. But this is not a reason to shy away from it because in fact there is the ultimate reward: life eternal with Christ. Last week and continuing this week, this part of Matthew's gospel is known as the missionary discourse. Jesus is talking about the disciple talking to the disciples about discipleship. I think what we can glean from the gospel reading this morning and last Sunday is that discipleship, no matter what it takes, what form, whether it is the feel-good discipleship moments or those gut-wrenching ones, discipleship requires a regular examination of our personal beliefs. This examination requires intentionality, purpose, risk, truth, prayer, and understanding. Last week we kicked off our summer stewardship campaign and hopefully you all received a letter and a card in the mail this week. And the letter invites you to fill out the card sharing where you are currently serving in the world or maybe where you hope to commit to serve. And this is important work as part of being a Christian. We are called to be sent into the world to help others. But I believe before we can be effective disciples, we must be diligent disciples, a learner, a student. So as we move through the summer and we share stories of the ways we are living in the world, I think it is equally important for each of us to pause and explore our own understanding of discipleship. Matthew opens the reading today and he tells the, and Jesus tells the Twelve Disciples, A d- disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher. Our task in Matthew's Gospel reading for today is not to be the ones to deliver the teachings. Rather, we are to pause and learn from Jesus who we are to be, what we are to say, and how we are to communicate this to others. A disciple of Jesus is the one who first listens closely to his teachings, and then decides on an appropriate response. And it is important for us to remember why we proclaim the good news, why we hold our faith, In order to know this why, we must spend time digging deep into our own spiritual life and creating a space for study, reflection, and prayer. So this summer, along with committing time to serving others, I invite you to commit yourself to regular study and prayer if you're not already doing so. Find ways to engage with God's Word daily. By doing this you will hear the Holy Spirit whispering to you and encouraging you to respond to what comes your way. And you will know how to respond faithfully when conflicts do arise, when hard truths must be said, when family and friends step away and peace seems so far away. As disciples, we are called to unfamiliar ground, a different kind of existence, a different kind of being in the world. And Jesus tells us that we ought not to be afraid of this. We ought not to be afraid to bring the kingdom of God to the here and now because he is always with us. When we can go deep in our faith, we can go wide without fear, knowing why we believe, what we believe, and why our work matters. The work of discipleship reminds me of something that the great Verna Dozier wrote. Verna Dozier was a high school English teacher and a Christian educator, and she is credited with changing and revitalizing the ways Episcopalians learn and use God's word in their lives. So as you journey on your own path of discipleship, the question Verna raises in her book is one, in her book, which is The Dream of God, it's one to keep in mind. And she says, the important question to ask is not what do you believe, but what difference does it make that you believe? Does the world come nearer to the dream of God because of what you believe? Amen.